podcast one production. Hello, I'm David Kosh, and welcome to Koshy's Guide to Starting Your Own Business. Last time we met, I spoke to you about developing your product. Now you've done that, it's time to talk about setting the price for it. Now listen up, because a good pricing strategy is one of the most effective paths to a profitable business. And as small business owners, efficiency is everything, because our resources are low and our time is precious. Getting your pricing wrong can spell disaster for your business. Business is about making a profit, a surplus that goes to you. Making a profit is supposed to be simple. It's selling a product or service for more than it costs to deliver or make. But unbelievably, most business people don't really know what their product or service costs to deliver. So they generally get the pricing wrong and this can be a fatal mistake for your business. If you're selling a product, you need to take into account the cost of the materials which make up the product and the cost of the resources that it takes to make it from the people needed to the machines used. If you're selling a service, you're effectively selling your own time. It's finite, it's precious, and it can run out. So we have to price our work properly. Now, how do you focus on pricing strategies as a new small business owner? Do you just pluck a figure from thin air or look at what competitors are using and then work on selling? How do you know if a price is too high and will lose your clients? Your pricing strategy is so important, it needs to be effective. So let me walk you through the best strategy for deciding your product or services worth. Firstly, think about pricing as two separate questions. How much should I charge? And how can I be brave enough to charge it? The biggest mistake I see business owners make when it comes to pricing is that they ignore their own time and don't factor it into their pricing. So the best place to start is by working out your minimum hourly rate. Most business owners quickly figure out that they're actually charging less than the minimum wage and need to raise their prices quick smart to catch up for that lost cost. A mate of mine is Julia Bickerstaff from The Business Bakery. She's a regular expert I use on my Business Builders TV show. And she has a three-step plan for how to calculate your minimum hourly rate and how to build your time into your pricing. The first thing to do is work out how many billable hours you can expect to work in a year. Now, this seems pretty simple. If you calculate 48 working weeks, each 40 hours long, you reach 1,920 hours in a year. But as you and I both know, small business owners spend a lot more than 40 hours a week in their business. And a lot of that time isn't actually working on the business. You're in there doing everything from marketing, selling, admin, learning, the list goes on. All those hours don't earn the dollars. So for argument's sake, if you're working 1,920 hours a year, it's likely you're working 
about a thousand billable hours to your customers. Now, you can work it out in a more precise way by recording the number of hours you work each day on what tasks. Set up a spreadsheet or use an app like Harvest. That'll do the trick for you. The harsh reality is that if you can't price products to a level which pays you a decent wage, then you probably need to question why are you going into business in the first place? Wouldn't it be better to work for somebody else and earn more with less risk? Or start a different business which would provide a better return? The second step to working out the correct pricing is to figure out how much you want to earn this year. Be honest with yourself. How much would you really like to earn? Be bold, but realistic at the same time. Do you have that figure? Okay, now that you have it, the third step, do the maths. Divide your desired earnings by your billable hours. The number you arrive at is your floor or minimum hourly rate. So, hypothetically speaking, if you want to earn 150 grand a year and you have 1,000 hours in which to do it, you can't charge less than $150 an hour. So that three-step plan should give you a good base on which to build your pricing strategy. Now, if you want to get more sophisticated and factor in the impact of the costs of running a small business, I have a pricing calculator that you can use on my Flying Solo website. That's flyingsolo.com.au. If it's a product you're pricing, then add in the cost of materials, your time, and any administration costs of the business, and divide by the number of items you're selling. Getting the pricing right can make a huge difference to your profit. There's a swag of research that shows if a business raises its prices by just 1%, its profits, that's your income, will increase by an average 11%. That's a really healthy profit increase for little effort. The same research shows that raising your prices actually has a greater impact on profit than increasing your sales volume because increasing your sales volume by 1% yields only a 5% increase in profit. So that's something to seriously think about. Improving pricing is more effective than increasing sales volume for the average business. Now, when it comes to working out pricing, charging the same as your competitors can seem like an attractive option. I get it. It's quick, it's comfortable, and if everyone else is charging that amount, it must be right. Right? Well, it's just not as simple as that. Here are my tips for how you should price with reference to your competitors. Number one, Identify the competitors that are most similar to your business. This means the businesses that sell a product or service similar to yours. And if you don't have a close competitor, that's great news. Just pick those that are closest. Then find the price of your competitor's offering. Research between three and five competitors so that you can get a good broad range. Then clearly identify the differences between your offering and your competitors. What extra things do you do? 
What do you do less of? What are you better at? What are you weaker at? Who has the better reputation? And then finally, consider those differences and determine which ones are worth something to your customers. What do they value most? If you were to start your price at that of your competitors and added or subtracted your differences, should your pricing be higher or lower? Think about it in percentage terms. Should you be pricing 2% higher, 20% higher, or maybe more? If your product is superior and more expensive to produce than that of your competition, you'll need to explain to customers why it's worth it to them to pay the extra costs. You'll need a good marketing plan to get this message across. And don't worry, I'll be talking about marketing plans in more detail in an upcoming episode. Now, once you've gone through the pricing process and compared your product or services, you then need to work out how and why they price at that point. Do they source cheaper materials? Do they have better production processes? Are their labour costs lower? There are a range of reasons why they may be priced at their price point. Learn from what they do and see if you can adopt any of their practices. The ideal position to be in is to produce a niche product or service with little competition so that customers can't price compare. So that's why you need to get your pricing right from the start. The internet gives customers enormous power to compare you with your competition. And in this day and age, everyone wants a deal, a discount. Customers love them, but we hate them because it erodes our profit. So the question is, do discounts help or hinder your business? Every business owner has to deal with customers wanting discounts, and I've known business owners discounting themselves into going broke because they were too scared of losing clients. So yes, you need to offer customers incentives, but not if it sends you broke. Sometimes it's better saying no or negotiating a different deal, which gives the customer a win and ensures you still get a return. As an example, a client might say something like, I'd like to commit to buying 20 hours of your time every month for one year. But rather than pay your usual rate of $150 an hour, I'll give you a rate of $100 per hour. Have we got a deal? What should you do? Hmm, it creates a dilemma for you. On the one hand, you think it'd be great to have regular work and regular cash flow. It would certainly ease your worry of where the next dollar will come from. Plus, it would save you marketing time and provide you with an income over the quieter December holiday period. So this is starting to sound like a great deal to you, doesn't it? But then you get this little nagging voice in your head that says, but what if I get busy? What if I have to turn down work that pays a higher hourly rate because I'm committed to my $100 an hour client? What if I want to take a big holiday? What if I don't enjoy the work? You see, 
it's not an easy decision to make. So the best way to approach this dilemma is to calculate the opportunity cost of taking on the job. There are all sorts of ways to do this, but you can keep it simple with a little bit of common sense and these simple steps. The first step is to work out how many full rate hours per month you would lose by taking on this client. Let's say, in this example, you would have to say no to about 10 hours a month of $150 an hour work. If you accepted the quantity work, then you would be giving up a likely 120 hours worth of work worth $18,000. That is 10 hours by 12 months times $150 for the security of a locked in 200 hours work earning $24,000. It then just becomes a question of, are you prepared to work the extra 80 hours at an effective rate of $75 an hour for the peace of mind of regular income. How about a different scenario? Say you thought that by spending $5,000 on marketing, you could probably fill the 20 hours with $150 per hour work, but only for 11 months of the year, as December would still be quiet. If you opted for the quantity work, then you would be trading a probable 220 hours of work worth $28,000. That is 20 hours times $150 times 11 months, less $5,000 for your marketing. For a committed 240 hours of work for $24,000. So you'd effectively be accepting less money and working more hours, but you'd have the security of knowing the work exists. You see, these decisions are not easy, but if you do the calculations like we've done here, you do at least get a sense of what the options are costing you, and it's worth doing. I know a few small business owners who discovered that the quantity client has cost them dearly. Of course, there are other things to add into the mix that can't be measured such as whether it's an interesting project or a good client to work for, or whether having done that project will benefit you in the future because you'll get more work or orders out of them. Ultimately, your answer might be, yep, I'm happy to work 80 hours at an effective rate of $75 an hour to earn an extra $6,000 because the total contract assures me $24,000 of work It's a great client, I like the work, and overall, it's worth it to me. So when a customer wants a discount rate, broaden your thinking away from just price. Try and steer the customer's thinking from price to value. How can you get them to pay the price but receive their discount in extra value from you? Think about other product or service offerings and trade-offs which benefit you. For example, you'll give a small discount if the customer signs up to your loyalty program so you get their data, or if they refer another customer to you, or can you bundle up another low-cost product or service which adds perceived value rather 
than a discount price. You get my drift? Try and maintain that price level by adding value to get the customer across the line. One of the big advantages of building a broad base of customers is that you're less likely to be held hostage by one or two dominant customers wanting uneconomic pricing from you. You have to have the security and confidence of saying no to an unreasonable client. At the end of the day, the profit margin of your business will very much depend on your pricing strategy. You're the driver, you set the bottom line, you're the expert, so be confident. So hopefully I've made you think about pricing. As I said, it can be the difference to making big profits and going broke. So think laterally. Think about what's in it for you. Think about how you can give customers added value rather than cutting the dollar price. If you want to learn more about pricing strategies, head to the Koshy's Business Builders website. There are plenty of articles and videos to help build a successful business. That's koshysbusinessbuilders.com.au. Good luck, and when you're ready to take the next step in building a successful business, I'll be here waiting. Koshy's Guide to Starting Your Own Business was presented by David Kosh and created in collaboration with Podcast One Australia. Producer, Melody Ruiz. Executive producer, Jennifer Goggin. Sound production by Darcy Thompson. For more episodes, listen for free at podcastoneaustralia.com.au. Download the free Podcast One Australia app or search Koshy's Guide to Starting Your Own Business podcast.